Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura, we're back again. We are back again. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Do you know this place has got a pool, <gasps> Debs? Has it? Yeah. I did not know that, Laura, but I haven't got my cosy. Oh, tell you what, Debs, you can borrow mine after <laughs> I've used it. Uh, thanks, Law. Maybe I'll miss on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was really difficult to say no to, right? <laughs> Without thinking I'm going <gasps> to crucify your feelings and crush them to bits. I love your kind offer, but actually maybe not share your cosy. <laughs> That's brilliant. So sometimes, Debs, life throws us these either in the spot impulse. Oh, could you do us a quick favour? Yeah. Or you're sitting there at a meeting thinking, hang on a minute, who's going to be walking away with this workload? Everyone else is keeping quiet. Oh my gosh, (laughs) how do I ensure that I'm not the one that leaves with everything? So there are these little moments of truth, Debs, that kind of hit us. How easy is it in that moment to say no, which is yeah. why we thought it's a real hot topic mm-hmm. that comes up loads in sessions. Yeah. How many people have left sessions recently this year saying, I'm going to start saying no oh, more? Oh, gosh, yeah. I've lost count, to be fair, because I think giving themselves permission to say no as well is a big thing. So I know this is a topic so close to your heart. So we're going to sort of mix it up a bit where I'm going to ask you the questions and interview you about your experiences around when you've been in the room, how have you helped people to say no and what the impact has been for them, but also to share your own experiences of when you've maybe had to say that and what you've gone through to do that. So if you're all right with that, Law, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Absolutely. And of course, this is the third in our Confidence and Self-Belief mini-series. So we've looked at how to keep an optimistic mindset, Mm -hmm. particularly if it's all a bit doom and gloom with what you're dealing with at the moment. How do you keep that optimistic mindset? Um, At the last episode, we were looking at handling self-doubt, particularly um, a, a topic if you're working on your own a bit more. So where do all those thoughts go? So we've got some, hopefully some handy hints on that and then uh yeah this this focus is the biggie it is the biggie this is the game changer if we get this bit right oh my god our lives are just like so different or they can be different so let me start with a big question law um what stops us from saying no in the first place well if you think about the word no it's in that kind of negative side mm-hmm. of language so that kind of no can't never not it's got that association with being a negative kind of word and there aren't that many people who want to be perceived as negative True. so i think one of the first things that gets in the way is if you like to be thought of well mm-hmm. by others whatever your driver may be we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah then um i think there's a bit of an ick factor about saying no yeah. so if i say no to you now does that make me look like I'm a blocker or mm. I'm a negative person and all that stuff that might impact your reputation or, or your sense of self? So I think we put we, we put a lot of storyline around that little two-letter word. Yeah. Um, and so uh, because it has a bit of a negative um, uh, attachment to it, so which is why I've just been so interested looking at what are some of the things that we hear people saying who are really effective at mm-hmm. declining the opportunity in that moment, yep. but still looking like a can-do person. Yeah. And so much of it is about that little language and the little things that can yeah. help. Hence, we've been looking at tips and tricks we have. to then share with other people just to give us a bit of a language about how you might handle mm. either you're in 
that moment and someone's launched upon you and you think, I really have got no time to do this, but I want to be seen as a positive person. Mm. How do I handle it in that moment? So that's so important. So how can we say no in a positive way, Law? Well, I think first off, you've got to sort of think about why do I want to say no in the first place? Yeah. So nature abhors a vacuum. It will fill space if there's nothing already in there. Mm -hmm. So if I'm just wanting to say no because it feels like what I should be doing, but I'm not saying no to then go on and do something else with that time, then it is very easy to cave in and give in particularly at the end of a working day, if you're feeling tired and you don't have the capacity to have that slightly tricky conversation, Mm. oh, I'll just do it. And then you've got someone sitting there for the nth night that month overworking and all just feeling a bit much. So I think one of the things that can first help is selling yourself the benefits of saying no. If I never practice this, what might the consequences be? Mm -hmm. And what am I saying no to? What does that enable? Mm -hmm. And one of our clients had that brilliant motto that they were kind of putting all around their global organization in, in um, when the uh, um, pandemic yeah. really sort of kicked off. And it was uh, off the back of that was a whole load of learning stuff and we got involved in it. But their mantra was saying no to say yes. Yeah. So saying no to the things that are maybe low value or um, don't need to be done right now. So you can say yes to the things that are high value mm. or do demand your attention. So I think one of the things that can help is It's much easier to say no to something at the end of your working day if there's a genuine reason why you need to say no to then go on and do something else. Because it's a lot easier to hold a boundary line when there's something real. Whereas if it's just gap and it could be quarter past six or quarter to seven, there's no exact reason why you got to sign off. But if at 20 past six, you know you need to be out of that door to meet that 6.30 commitment, that gives that hard stop. Mm. And interesting, Debs, we've had some really powerful conversations of people in the um, in that kind of leadership workshop room of where maybe kids have grown up yes um, or parents have grown up <laughs> yeah. and you know there's a requirement to just do those caring responsibilities mm. in a slightly different way um, and actually what does that mean then to still keep those boundaries even though you might not be having to go and do the school run for example yeah. But it's still having that discipline. Mm. So one of my kind of bits of advice about that would be is set in place some of those commitments that are other than work. It might feel like there's that pressure point as you're switching from one world to another. Yeah. But after you've done that activity, you'll be jolly glad that you did it. Mm. So one of the things that can help is selling yourself the benefits of saying no more. Yeah, like that. If I never say it, what might the consequence be? Yeah. Well, no, it's a no-brainer. I've got to. But actually, it makes it a lot easier if you're saying no to something because you're saying yes to something else. Mm, which might be more important to you, right? So so thinking about that, what do we have to consider, I suppose, in order to say no? You mentioned about sometimes our drivers can override some of that ability or want to say no. So what are some of the things that we can do and we have to consider in order for us to say no in the first place? You've talked about there has to be something that I'm going to say no to that because I want to say yes to that. But what else might we have to take into consideration? Well, Debs, this will make you laugh because I think a lot of people are looking for a bit of fun as well kind of in stuff. (laughs) And uh, one of our clients we worked with for a while, their corporate colours are purple. Yeah, okay. And um, (laughs) Debs, now they might say no to me on this. So I'll I'll look at your facial expression (laughs) to see whether you think this is a go. Let's go. But looking at a fun way to bring to life 
those kind of etiquettes of working. Mm-hmm. So we've come up since their 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 corporate colours are purple with the um, big purple tips. <laughs> so okay law tell me more big purple tips now i'm not sure if i can see that on like some company merch no not on a notebook (laughs) or something like that where it's like blazoned across their face i love that yeah but just a different take on golden rules yeah here are some big purple tips um but one of the things uh, we've mentioned it before but uh, my goodness it's such a useful one is the gold silver bronze approach to setting your intentions. Mm. So um, let's say you've listened to this or you've read something or you've just thought, right, it's a Monday. It's going to be a whole new me. <laughs> I'm going to start saying no in a positive way. Yeah. And it's about how not to get disheartened if there's not an overnight transformation. Mm. So it's setting your gold idea. So what would gold look like for me? I'm not going to take on anything that isn't part of my role. I'm going to say no and I'm going to do it in a positive way, but no, I'm not going to take anything on. That's your gold. But what happens if one hour into that day, yeah. you think, oh, but I really feel I need to be the one that's doing this. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll just let that intention slip. So it's coming up with your plan B and your plan C. So mm-hmm. what would my silver success look like in this? And what would bronze look like? So at the end of that working week, you can think, all right, well, my my gold intention was to not take anything on, but I've still achieved bronze. I've I've, I've declined fifty okay. percent of okay. what's come my Which way. Is better than you might have been doing. Absolutely, yeah. and your silver might have been your 75 percent. Yeah. So having some flexible boundaries can be can be useful. So it's not an all or nothing because um, you can't necessarily plan for these things. There might be something really exciting that mm. you want to say yes True. to. So just say I'm going to say no to everything is a bit like a computer says no, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, often it's yeah. the it's the human that then does the yes. How can I make that happen? The workaround. So um, you know we don't want to become unbending and unflexible. Yeah. That's our human edge, but it's got to work in a way that means you're work, working healthily. Mm. And when we think about how we can go about do that, in your experience, when you shared with people um, what the difference can be by having some tips and tricks your purple tips um, in relation to how um, people understand how they can say no. What have you, what have you seen when you shared that with them and you've seen a difference and they've maybe come back to you and gone, Oh my God, I tried that and it really worked. So what sort of things have you seen in your experience when you shared your tips and tricks with them. Yeah, well, when I showed them the big purple the tips. The big purple tip, yeah. <laughs> what have um, you noticed? <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, well, without overplaying it, it could be a total game changer. Yeah. Um, particularly if you've had to be incredibly flexible and amenable and adaptable and all of those good things. Yeah. But if you're getting squished and squashed in the middle, that there's barely any of you left, mm, yeah. <laughs> then um, actually it can be it can be really life-affirming. Mm. And it doesn't have to be just your professional life. It could be you're the person in your personal life mm-hmm. that is doing a lot of running around for other people and it's been like that maybe some temporary workarounds and they're now suddenly become these permanent expectations practicing saying no with friends yeah i think is actually where this stuff is really kind mm. of uh, can be quite useful so some of the things that really help and i'm visualizing the flip charts that between us we've created to then arrive at a set of tips yeah but um just having some little phrases can help so first mm. off you're not saying no to you yeah you're saying no to the do yes so it's about not making this personal or kind of making this feel like, well, I don't like you. That's why I'm saying no. Mm. And that's the way your language can be quite useful. Yeah. So we came up with something we that did. was called 
the desire, reality, intent. Yeah, we like that, didn't approach. we? I loved yeah. it. Yes. Desire. Tell us what that means. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> yeah, well, I Googled it. No, no. Do, yeah. So we, we genuinely came up with this, which is the desire bit. I'd yeah. love to help out. Yeah. So that extends that hand of friendship or good teamwork. I'd love to help. Yeah. The reality bit. In reality, we're full capacity at the moment. Or in reality, I'm off on holiday tomorrow. Or this week is already booked out. Yeah. So you've got the reality bit, which shows that I'm not just making this up because I'm trying to fob you off. Yeah. There's a logical reason so you can see. And then the intent, which is my willing, I really want to collaborate on this or I really want to help out. What could be some other things we could do? Yeah. So the desire, reality, intent, I'd love to. Reality is the capacity. Yeah. My intention is I'd like to work together in on this. Nice. And if that all feels a bit worky, then you can make the language a bit more kind of um, natural. Mm -hmm. But the the main idea is I'm not saying no to you, but I'm saying no to the do right now. Yeah. And what might be some kind of workarounds. And of course, sometimes just having that conversation can can make a world of difference. Yeah. So I think even using that phrase of pushback, I don't really like yeah, that. Yeah, no, phrase, I don't Dave. like that either. So no. you, you have people saying, "Right, well, I need to start pushing back to my manager," but it sounds naughty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit like you're the difficult one. Yeah, um, and actually, rather than pushing back, it's um, working out ways of to collaborate yeah. easier. Yeah, how can we make it work? How can we make it yeah, work with that so intent? Let's yeah. collaborate more efficiently yeah. rather than I'm going to start pushing back because you might feel all feisty when you're all fired up you know, at a weekend. But on that Monday morning, yeah. as you're going then onto that first call or that first meeting, right, this is my moment. I'm going to start pushing back. Yeah. And it yeah. just might not feel yeah. like that's how you want to come across. So even just that language, it's not pushing back. It's not saying no yeah. to, to you. It's it's having a um, smart conversation about, right, we've got this workload. How do we crack through it? Yeah. So from a practical point of view, desire, reality, intent. Nice. Thank you for asking. I'd love to help out. In reality, the team is stacked at the moment, or I'm stacked, or I'm full on. Yeah. I'd love to help out, though. What could be some other ways we could do it? Yeah. And give an alternative. So you're seen to be supportive, I suppose, of what you what they want. You're not saying no, as you said to them, but you are saying maybe no to the task right in that moment yeah. because you haven't got the capacity to deal with it. Yeah. And it's really powerful. And Debs, another thing on that. Yeah. I think I think it's very easy in that moment of potentially a task exchange happening mm. Of these assumptions around timeframes. Yes. So whenever we've done this glorious exercise, so you ask a group of people, um, right, someone's just joined your team. They've said to you, I'll get you that information over tomorrow morning. When do you expect that email? Yeah. And you get anything up to a seven hour yeah, time range. Yeah, that's true. Some people saying, I'd start expecting it at 8.30. Other people say, well, as long as it's before lunch, and sometimes I have lunch at two. So you have this huge mm. shift in. So sometimes we're saying yes to things because we think it's urgent, but it's not actually. So e even just clarifying, um, I'd love to help. Really stacked this morning. When do you actually need this by? Yeah. And then someone might then say, actually, it's not till next month. Right, fine. Yeah, so it's a different yeah. kind of sort of yeah. pressure. So that would be some key, yeah. sort of from a language point of view, some things that could help. Mm. And, um, the, uh, it's never a, it's never a full no. no. It just might be a not yet or a not now. Yeah, and I think that's there's like small little words again. Like no is a small word, but huge impact. You know, the now or the yet is also something that can be small words, but also have massive impact. So it's having the confidence, I suppose, to step in to consider what you're going to do to make that happen. So thinking about therefore building on that law, how important are boundaries when it comes to saying no? 
or I, I just think it's everything. In the words of Katy Perry in her song Raw, Go on then. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we make sure that we don't fall for everything? Uh, yeah, well, having stuff in other than work. Yeah, okay. So how can we do that? So I think um, it is looking at um, what's important to me. Yeah. What do I enjoy? Am I getting my needs met in all the different areas? Am I feeling like I've got the type of life that I thought I was going to have at this stage? Yeah. And if there are a couple of gaps, well, what might that mean? And one of your powerful exercises you do, Debs, is you either ask yourself or you ask someone else, what do you want? Yeah. And you get a blank sheet of paper and you just write it down. Mm. And sometimes it's the simple things like, I think I want to do more swimming in a week. Yeah. But I haven't got time because of my job. Right. Well, what? Can I say no to? Yeah. It means I can say yes to mm. getting some simple things kind of booked in. And I know from personal experience, swimming has been my absolute mental health saviour. <laughs> yeah. It really has. I'll go into that pool and my brain is mangled and yeah. I'll come out going, I've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so important, isn't it? To, and also you're taking back the control. So you're not running around just saying yes to everything. You're yeah. actually being really mindful, I suppose, in that moment to come out of that experience with breathe. I have a plan. I know where I'm heading. I can hold my boundary if somebody was to ask me something because you've thought it through. Yeah. So giving yourself time to do that is yeah. really important. So how do people give themselves time? Well, this links on to, I think, making the practicality. If I intend to do more swimming, but I haven't actually set the, and this is when I'm going to do it, yeah. then I, th I think that's the difference. Because mm. to, to say to yourself, you know, you're there potentially getting to the end of a working day and you're thinking, oh, just one more thing, one more thing. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. And then, it, you know, you've already creeps, creeps with yeah. that. If you'll just swim when you've got time, then it will never happen. Yeah, it's that's like true. saving all the money that's left over at the end of the month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, there's no money left over uh, at the end of the month. What was that then? Yeah. But if you do it like a standing order, yes. so if you think, right, I know I should be saving a little bit each month, there's never any money left over, let's put in a standing order. So it goes without me realising. I think the same with some of these boundaries. Mm. Let me set in place the boundary lines because if you're there and there's the possibility that you could reply to one more email, but you know you have to leave within three minutes yeah. to make that commitment that you've booked, then um, it just gives a whole different energy. Yeah. And the final little big purple tip. <gasps> Go on then. <laughs> that can help is uh, planning your day backwards. Oh, yes. I always love that when you mention that. So tell us what that is. So I think if you feel like your day is yawning ahead of you and you're planning your day from front to back. So mm -hmm. here I'm at the start. What are the things I need to do? And that's great. But if it feels like you've got the whole day to spend, it, it's it's easier then to give in to some maybe non-urgent requests mm -hmm. and to say yes to things because you feel like you've got the whole day ahead of you. If you start the day already planning, when do I intend to leave yep. and what am I leaving to? Yep. So that helps keep that boundary. So what needs to happen before then and before then and before then? And you're basically planning the day backwards. Yep. So what that means is already at the start of the day, you can see if I'm not on it and assertive now, that bit at the end of the day is never going to happen. Mm. So it just gives a bit of a different discipline Nice. And um, and uh, reason behind then holding your boundary. If half an hour in, someone asks and they say, "Oh, can I nab you for five hours?" Yeah. and you already know, <laughs> uh, no. I haven't got time for five yeah. hours. Yeah, I'd love to catch up. In reality, I've got a full stack day. Yeah, how could we do it a different way? Yeah. Or you know, can, can we can we make it five minutes mm. or whatever that kind of workaround might be? But planning your day backwards really helps for anyone that is just seeing that 
They're saying yes to lots of things. They want to get some boundaries back. Practicalities is if you plan your day backwards, you've got much more confidence first thing in the morning. Yeah. Because you know, logically, you've got to work that day in the way it's got to go. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good tip as well. And I suppose that links into my call to action, really, which is around making sure you're not just focusing on one thing. Your life is made up of a million different things, right? So how do you ensure that you're giving time to the things that matter and therefore you're more assertive in setting those boundaries or saying no because you've looked at your whole life and what's important to you so that you can deliver and therefore you can make that commitment to yourself, I suppose, that says, no, I'm important as well. I might be giving to everyone else and saying, yeah, but actually I need to say yes to myself sometimes. So I think that would be my call to action. Think about your whole life, what's important in each area, and then maybe picking one thing a month or a week or however often you want to do it that says, I'm going to invest that time in me because I'm important. That would be my call to action. Oh, I love it. What was your share the secret, Law? So my share the secret would be, we've said it before, but it makes such a difference. Get an accountability buddy. Yeah. Whether that is another human. So get them to listen to this and then you can hold each other to account. Because if you've got a friend texting you saying, I'm out in the car park, I'll see you in six minutes. That sure does give you a bit of energy to say, I'd love to stay and have a chat, but actually I need to go. Um, Or the accountability buddy could be your own diary, scheduling something in. So um, all the research shows if you have a pre-commitment booked in, you are far more likely Mm. to keep it than just a sort of drop in. Oh, I'll try it if I've got, you know, I'll do that if I've got the time. So that would be my share the secret. Get an accountability buddy, whether it is your own diary and putting a commitment in or um, a friend to hold you to, to hold account. account. Love uh, that. Uh, and in the meantime, Debs, a friend to hold you to account. <laughs> uh, it's pretty sturdy elastic, my swimming costume. <laughs> you sure I can't tempt you to use my swimming costume after I've used it? Uh, no, you're right, Lord. I'll say no to that on this occasion. <laughs> I am saying no to you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say no. <laughs> but all of the I best possible that. taste. Yeah, with a... <laughs> Oh, that's been so useful to tap into your experience and knowledge of that because I know you always talk so brilliantly about it. And I've always seen people walk away going, actually, I'm working out with that. And then you can see them just get their thinking differently. So I think it's been really cool to talk that through with you, Lord. So thank you for sharing your experiences. Thanks, Debs. But I think a lot of us, you're attracted to the content that you know you need. And I wish I had been trained on some of these things in my early years in the the world of work, because I think I would have... um, just found it a bit easier and I would have been a bit more assertive. So I think I've, I'm always intrigued listening to how people do it to yeah. try and work out how do they do it so I can replicate yeah, that. Yeah, Because this isn't stuff that comes naturally no. and easily. And we have to learn it, right? Yes. Yeah, we yeah. have to learn it. Yeah. So I love that. So bring on next week, right? Yeah. So, yeah, which is our next, um, it'll be the fourth one. It will. It will be. So what are we talking about next time, Law? We are talking about building on that exercise that I said is one of your favourite ones, what do I actually oh, want? I love that. Oh my God, we're going to have such fun with that. And the link between that and confidence and self-belief mm-hmm. is it's just reminding you, you mentioned at the last um, episode around being a high value individual. Yep. And so it's a chance to really dial up that self-confidence. Yep. So I can't wait for you to take us yep. through that, Deb. I'm looking forward to it, Law. So in the meantime, enjoy your swim. Thank you. I will say no, but thank you for the offer. Uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Beautiful. Love that. I do have a bikini. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I love your ingenuity. Love it. (laughs) Have a good one, Laura. You too, Deb. Love Love you. you. Bye. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others.